Hello, all, and welcome to the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Fanatics Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Kubal. Today, I have me a very special guest, J.D.L. Roselle. J.D., how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Dan? Oh, I'm doing awesome. Anytime I can talk to somebody before I sit down for my writing time, I just have such a better session. So I feel like I have to have a forward list, you know, in my short story, like everybody I've had, you know, like <laughs> like 40 authors before, you know, my writing session to thank, you know, on just getting my brain working and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah it feels good. Do, yeah, yeah. I'm glad to have you on though, because I've been, you know, seeing your uh, book covers and things like that. I think I found you on TikTok first and then um, yeah, Facebook. So. so yeah, so I just, I love TikTok because it's like, you know, it's been helping me out a lot. Because I always say to people, I'm like, I'm, you know, I like pick up rocks and try to find people like yourself under them. I, you know, I search far and wide on the open seas, you know, and yeah. it's crazy where my friend, he goes, it's crazy that you don't know somebody by now. You know, I said, I know, but it's, it's so much fun for me, you know, to, to meet somebody new, especially, you know, like you have amazing covers, blurbs. Um, and I think I grabbed, um, I actually can't remember. I think I grabbed a, a, a smorgasbord of book ones for you for yeah, Kindle. Nice, <laughs> I'm nice. starting this summer. Uh, so but I was really excited, you know, to uh, message you and have you on. Um, I really like, you know, just your overall aesthetic and, you know, the type of fantasy, you know, that you're writing. It definitely sounds like up my alley. So, uh, yeah, so I was really glad that, you know, yeah, yeah, of course. Glad that we could get you on. And I'm really anxious to, to pick your brain. I feel like you and I have very similar styles from what it looks and sounds like. So I'm very anxious to get started. So awesome. uh, yeah, me too. We'll start with that first question there, fan favorite. What has your writing journey been like up until this point? Yeah, it's been, the word I think of is tumultuous. Um, oh, I like that. That's a great <laughs> word. <laughs> right. Roller coaster is another way of saying it. Um, <laughs> so I started writing about 20, when that was kind of my senior year in college. Uh, and that's kind of the first time I was seriously writing a novel, I should say. I studied um, uh, English and creative oh, writing cool. in college as well. So I was kind of always writing short stories, but they have a real different focus in college, yeah, yeah. Um, as well as grad school, which I went on to do as well. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, on the side, I was, I, I kind of rediscovered my love for epic fantasy. Mm. Um, I had devoured epic fantasy as a child um lord of the rings i've read probably mm. half a dozen a dozen times seriously before i was like 12 14 so i didn't understand probably half of it but you know, I was <laughs> still reading it over and over especially the fellowship <laughs> yeah yeah right so yeah um rediscovered my love for it uh funnily enough i i got back into it reading brandon sanderson oh yeah. um and, and Name of the Wind, I think were the, mm. the two that got me back into it. And then I, I was like, I want to do this. I, this is, you know, I, wa I want my uh, life to be oriented toward this. So pretty much from there, I was trying to figure out how to do writing as much as I could. Um, just the jobs I was doing for money just didn't feel very fulfilling. Um, but, you know, you have to pay the bills. Yeah. So just kind of kept on cranking, published my first novel in 2016. Um, and from there, I published, you know, quite a few more um, until I was able to go full-time in 2021. So oh, wow. yeah, uh, but I mean, so throughout there and then since there, since I've been full-time too, it's been very up and down emotionally, uh, but it's always really rewarding at the end of the day. And that's why we do it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's funny that you said that because like, you know, I was like going over, you know, um, I was talking to uh, Mark Timoney, actually a friend of mine. And yeah. uh, so <laughs> but of the spirit is funny. Cause like, I, I was like, yeah, we're, so we were chit-chatting and I was, he was asked where like, he always checks in with me a little bit for like my own writing and stuff. So he was helping me out with something. And I was like, yeah, I got, you know, got you know, JD coming on. And I'm like, looking at your backlog list. And I'm like, holy moly. I was like, that's a lot of books. <laughs> and Mark was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> we were, uh, we were like checking them out and stuff. Yeah. So I was like, have you read this? He's like, no, but now I am <laughs> like, um, yeah. So it was really, it was really funny. Um, but yeah, we were just really impressed. Like I was really impressed with, again, like, you know, um, just your overall, I, we always talk about branding on here and I do want you guys to make sure like if you're listening to this, you, you go and check out his site because um yeah like i loved your site first of all amazon looked Thank great you. i study a lot of them you know i like i don't just you know yeah. you know what i mean like i feel oh, like yeah, that's no. a big part so you know and I, about, it's, it's yeah. Studying. It's, yeah 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 uh, research. Yep. yeah 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 i just i don't know i just think that in terms of branding and i, I can't remember which episode i was talking with a female author recently um on this i actually don't think it's been published yet but it will be in the next couple of weeks um i've just had a lot of people on um but her and i were talking about your site um and some of your covers and things like that um and we were talking about brandon um you know and branding and it's just yeah i don't know like it just seemed to really have the epic fantasy vibe down um Sweet. you know in terms of just how everything looks how everything yeah. feels um she was mentioning you know even like names you know of characters um yeah so you know if anybody is looking for epic fantasy uh you know Check out the description of this in any format and form or yeah. place uh, so you can go and check out his books. So yeah, thank that's you, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I for sure. It. For sure. Yeah. And on that branding, um, that is something that I've recently arrived at. Mm. I mean, you know, that's a journey in and of itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do feel fairly happy with where it's at now. Um, but I've only gotten to this point through studying other people like Ben yeah. Galley. Oh, Ben, yeah. Amazing. Another branding. Amazing branding. Yep. Um, and Ryan Cahill also has yep. amazing branding. Yep. And they have like these, you know, videos, like moving pictures. And I'm like, ah, I don't know how to do that. I don't yeah, want to figure yeah. that out. <laughs> but yeah. So there's always somebody further down the path, right? Oh, but, for sure. Um, well, it's like AC Cobble, you know, like AC Cobble's had you know, branding down since, oh my gosh, like, I think like book, book, I, I mean, book one looked great, you know, in terms of branding, he was doing different things, but book yeah. two, especially, you know, was like, I remember he was posting on Facebook in particular, you know, and I wasn't really on any other platforms for writing. So I guess I don't know, but like, at least in terms of Facebook, I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, this looks amazing. And his ads were, you know, were killer. And he was, you know, paying for good art, you know, and, I, I just, I ate him up, you know, yeah, <laughs> the first yeah. few and uh, yeah, it was like him and um, Garrett Robinson, I believe is the name. And yeah, they both like, I just, Night they really Blade got me into it. Something? Yeah. Nightblade. And yeah. there's another one that was just so good. It was like this rogue and it's either rogue or a ranger. Everybody's going to like check now and I'll probably get it wrong, but um, it was just such a cool cover. And he, um, yeah, he was like this, he's like, you know, like got his bow and arrow and he's like this and he's looking like right at the camera, so to speak. And yeah, it was just, it was really good. So yeah, I definitely know what you mean. Like, yes, yeah. some people just, I feel like they just have it down and you're just like. <laughs> right. I know. I feel, yeah. But I guess that's probably just what we think when we stumble upon them. And, I agree. Yep. Right. Yep. They, they've already done all the work and we don't see that. Yep. But, no, totally. Yeah, it, just seems, it seems like they just out of the gate know what they're yeah. doing. 
Yep. No, I, I totally agree. I got this great artist, Caleb. So I, you know, I have the art, a couple art pieces up, you know, and things like that. I'm, um, you know, worked pretty hard this year to get a couple other things done. Um, you know, for my website, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, he's just amazing. And he's very reasonable. And I'm trying to get as many pieces done before people discover, him, you know, and he becomes <laughs> know, like, it's a, always a race, yeah. race against time. Oh, he's amazing. And I'm just like, so that's why I saved up. I was like, oh, I'm gonna try to get like five things done from him because I'll be done for a while. Um, but yeah, I just, I couldn't believe how reasonable he was. And another guy I had actually just got like a new job and I'm totally blanking on what the, it was like one of the bigger indie presses is that's like newer. Um, it was like eighth on what like it was. Or, or I think so. I think so. Yeah. So I think he got, yeah, up. yeah. So I think they gobbled <laughs> him up. So he went from like 900 for absolutely amazing, you know, painted covers to now, you know, like, um but yeah it's uh it gets interesting after a while but you know I was looking at some people's the other day and you know I tell people all the time I'm like no offense I'm like I'm not an expert I go I just talk to a lot of people and you know but they're like they want my opinion you know so I was like okay I'll give you my opinion I'm like I'm like you know I definitely think you need to so I gave your you know website out to a few people um you know and I said I think if you're looking to do epic fantasy particularly you check this out there are a couple urban fantasies because I'm trying to break into that market like we were saying before I started recording and you know, there are people that I check out there where I'm like, oh, these are amazing covers, for like 250 yeah. bucks, you know, and, um, you know, great companies and stuff like that. So I was like, why don't you I check out these people? That. I know, right? <laughs> like, Urban fantasy, romance, any yeah, other yeah. genre is so much cheaper to get. The yeah, out. actually, that's such a great point that you make. Yeah, like epic fantasy is definitely up there, right? Like, I think it's, it's got to uh, be the highest along with I agree. sci-fi, depending on what yep. you're doing. Yeah, but, no, yeah, totally. Absolutely. If you start putting people in, right. And, you know, in terms of, you know, instead of like a dragon, I feel like you can I feel like most people can do a dragon, you know, or find yeah. one and then, you know, fix it or something like that. But yeah, you want, you want an original art piece done, you know, epic fantasy is going to be the, the one. And I don't think we've talked a lot about that on this podcast yet. So that's actually a good thing to mention is that, you know, like mm-hmm. urban fantasy is usually a lot cheaper. Um, there are a couple of companies that I'm actually going to do a video on, um, pretty oh, soon sweet. that do like, yeah, like $250 covers, but they're amazing. Um, I'm sure if I, you know, I'm sure once you see some of the covers in there that I really like, you'll be like, oh, wow, like, you know, this is really good. Um, but yeah, I just think like, you know, epic fantasy is just so hard if you want an original art piece done. I mean, it's just well, I it's will so expensive. Say, I mean, there are ways around it. Like, so I've yeah. gotten kind of into the custom illustration game, right? Um, kind of following uh, AC Cobble yeah. but in that respect. Um, and that's where you get the most expensive. But yep. other people like Ryan Cahill again, um, and Jay Andrews is yep. another person who does this. They do the design-based covers and do really well with them. Too. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's completely viable to go that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people like those. Your bills. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, I guess it's, I guess I'm like you. I'm kind of screwed because I just always love the you know, the wheel of time, classic covers, the, yeah. you know, the, the forgotten realms and one. So I'm like trying to break into the old forgotten realms market, you know, cause everybody's doing bigger books. I, I just want like those mass paperback, you know, where, cause oh, I can yeah. bust them out pretty quick, you know? And, um, I have like that type of universe. Like that's how I've done my own fantasy world, like three, you know, trilogy here, trilogy here, you know, with those characters come back, see them later kind of thing. Um, eventually I would like to hire people like yourself, um, you know, to, uh, <laughs> I want to take, want to take uh, TSRs or Wizards of the Coast's place, um, you know, and oh, do that insane. kind of thing. Yeah. You know, cause I mean, there's so many great writers I'm reading one author right now and he only did like one book for them. And I'm like, 
this is amazing. And this thing just happened in the book. And I'm like, oh my God. And, you know, I just, I love that. And it's only like, you know, like 350 pages, you know, and they're, they're really quick turnarounds, but sure. yeah. yeah, but they're just fun. But yeah, I think it's hard, you know, cause some people, you know, I do think a lot of people want to get into Epic Fantasy because of Wheel of Time or, you know, Brandon or Patrick, but you know, it's, it's expensive. I think it's the most expensive out of the fan. Like you mentioned urban fantasy. Like I had a person the other day, get a hold of me and they're like, Oh, your short story. Do you need a cover? I said, no, but you know, like if I, like after this anthology is up, I said, I'll take that story back. And I'd like to keep going with the short stories and then, you know, do my own anthology of this. My character's called Nathaniel Wither. Um, so, you know, I was like, I would be interested in a couple of years in doing this. So I might just have it done now, you know, when this person wants, they're like, oh, 120 bucks. They want to Photoshop and do a little bit of, you know, editing and stuff. And yeah. I was explaining the character and I was like, oh my God, I was like, that's so much cheaper than, you know, than what my friend just spent on Epic Fantasy. I was just yeah. like, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. So I definitely think some people need to think about that, you know, in terms of like planning and things like that. I'm actually trying, I'm really hoping that my historical urban fantasy had a couple authors interested that actually work for like um, Aconite and Athon. Uh, so I'm hoping that once I'm done, I can slide those into them. And I'd love to get like paid, <laughs> yeah. you know, for those and then use that for you know, some of the other things. But yeah, I think the price tag for Epic Fantasy at times, because, you know, a lot of your you know books are bigger, right? So you also have to pay more for editing and, you know, exactly. and things yeah, like that. Which, but I guess the flip side of that is that if you're in like Amazon's Kindle Unlimited, right? You yep. get more per borrow. Yep. You know, yeah, so. totally. Your audible hours are up there. If you're doing audible, yes, they're more expensive, right. but what Brandon Sanderson's one, what was it? What the, was it not the way of Kings, whatever the one after that was um, like, uh, that was like, Words of Radiance yes, thank you. Yeah. Like that had, that was like the largest audible book that they had ever produced. You know what I mean? And like, people yeah. want that, you know, like those audible readers, they want that. Like me, like, you know, like I, I only listen to books that I've already read because um, I had a narrator ruin a book series for me um, before oh. I got reading. So I'm trying to wait in between. Yeah. It was a horrible, horrible narrator, great books. Um, so I went back and read the books recently, but I was just like, I'm never doing that again. So um, it took me a while. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard, man. It was hard. And then that person actually got their rights back. So they actually redid it with a better narrator. People always want me to tell. I was like, no, I'm never telling who it was, but um, <laughs> I want to get out. But uh yeah, so but yeah, but it's interesting. You know, my friend said he's you know just did his, and it actually you know did you know pretty decent. And um, you know, he did the audible. Like he had you know whoever approach him, and you know he's his scale. You know, sales have went up quite a bit. I know uh, my friend Chris Fiji Renning. You know, like he the um, the Hellborn King book one. Um, now he's got Wrathbringer coming out. You know, like his audible is like I've gone through three hours, and it's still I got fourteen hours to go. Uh, you know, so I, that, it's definitely done. He's like, I know he said when we had him on a couple months ago for the second time, uh, and I haven't talked to him about it recently because he's finishing up his book, but um, he's saying that like, you know, his Audible sales were almost twice as much as his other sales. Uh, so he was really glad he got in the market, but he's epic fantasy. So we were talking yeah. a lot about, you know, cost per ratio and stuff like that. But yeah. I definitely think once you get going a little bit, you know, with like, um, you know, with your branding and, you know, things like that, I think that those kind of things for epic fantasy really start to pick up, but yeah, there's definitely, that's why people do epic fantasy. Like if you do it right, there is a lot of money to be had there because of, yeah. you know, things like that. But yeah. And you can do like these massive series, right? Yep. Yep. If you can get people into them these days though, <laughs> there's a lot of epic fantasy readers who will feel very burned 
by George R. R. Martin and <laughs> open up the market. Yeah. Right? Yep. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that they're like, I'm never starting a series until. Oh, that's not finished. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I've heard I that a lot lately. So many comments about that. And I'm like, yep. okay, I get it. It kind of sucks for me. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't get it. Cause I'm like, I picked up, you know, I like have three of yours, like, you know, that I picked up like right away. And I was like, oh, these just sound cool. And I love the covers, the blurbs. So, you know, I'm trying to finish a couple of things for people that I promised already. Cause I'm trying to do, you know, book reviews too, just this summer, just, you know, nice. here and there, you know, just to help people out. But I was like, oh, I really got to get through these so I can get these, you know, not that they're not good or anything, but um, yeah, there's other stuff that I want to read for myself, you know, to help with my, you know, just like my writing journey. But yeah, I, so I don't, I, I guess I don't understand that because I will, I'll start anything, <laughs> you know, I'm you like, know, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> the same way. I like sampling a lot of different people yeah um, yeah yeah so i have read so many book ones and yep. you know hopefully i'll be able to finish the series sometime yep. but it's really about like well and a part of that is just like now that we're in the indie author world and, and the author world in general just want to know what everybody's writing is like you know? yeah that's that's the hard part yep and you just so want a little trying, bit here. yeah trying to get around to everybody i can Yep. But the books are all so big too. Like, yes, not the best <laughs> they really are. Reader, yep. so. <laughs> I, I, you know, and that's like my friend and I, that's, we were talking about like marketing. He's like, well, where do you want to fit? And, you know, me and Mark, Timothy talk about this a lot and, you know, like he's epic fantasy, Um, you know, but I'm like, oh, I'm like, I, I'm like, I like the, you know, you could do, you know, I was like, I'd rather do two trilogies and market the two trilogies. And I'm pretty quick. Like I sat down the other day and like, that's why I'm not worried tonight with like my deadline and stuff for July 1st. I'm just like, I've just, you know, worked out enough and done enough sprints where I know I'll sit down tonight and I all got the outline, everybody's names. I know where everybody's going. I'm just going to do the in-between, you know, I might be able to bust out, you know, half the rest of the story, you know, with 4,000 words tonight and like, you know, two hours tops, uh, you know, so I just think it, you know, it's really important. Like Mark said the last time him and I had a private chat, like you really got to know yourself. Right. And um, yeah, I just, I think knowing yourself is hard for a lot of people, you know, like maybe they don't know where they want to go and what they want to do. But yeah, I, I do agree with you. I think it's important to read a, and sample a lot of different people. Um, yeah. I feel like I've done that now. So I'm like, oh, I like this. Like, like I like the Patricia Briggs novels. I loved them, actually. I loved them. I'm about to start reading the Faith Hunters, um, okay. you know, the Jane Yellow Rock series. I like that you can just, you know, the Harry Dresden files. I just love those. I just love where you can do those episodic, you know, but like trilogies. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe one of these days I, I will be good enough to, like you to, to write epic fantasy. <laughs> I just <laughs> I don't, don't think, think I have good enough. <laughs> I don't think I have I the intention. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Cause I do love reading them. Like I love the Malazan book of the fallen. Um, I should say I have a love hate relationship, but, um, I love the characters, uh, and like the stuff that goes on. Sometimes it's hard to, you know, to slog yeah. or <laughs> there's just a lot. It's a great book club book. Um, uh, I would yeah, say that. Yeah, lots to talk about. That's yeah. True. That's My true. friend and I like drag each other through different chapters <laughs> nice, <laughs> just so, you know, nice. um, to get to the good parts and, you know, yeah. the things we like, but, but yeah, yeah, I definitely, definitely agree with you. It's fun to get a little sampling. Cause I, it is addicting. Like that's like your books. Like I'm like, Oh, like, you know, there are a couple that I've seen for quite a while, the last six months that people keep sharing. And I'm like, okay, I want to check that out, you know? And then, you know, I got like CM Quinn who was on here, her book one, uh, looks absolutely amazing. I had some friends read it, said it was, it was super great. So I'm like, what, I want to see what, um, oh my God. Now I'm definitely going to, oh, sorry. I, sorry to put you on the spot. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. Uh, I was just talking to her, um, actually the other day, 
she's just a, such a lovely person to chat with. Um, I've had two interviews with her, but I can, I, her cover is amazing too. Um, sorry, I just bought it. Um, I have like book two pre-order or something like that. Uh, so I was getting confused. The Girl of Ash and Snow. Um, like absolutely. You probably, <laughs> hopefully you saw me sharing. I've been sharing like crazy. Yeah. Like um, yeah. I had a couple of, not that I wasn't going to read it, but I had a couple of mutual friends that were like, this is your type of book. Um, so I was like, oh, cool. And I love the cover. And when her and I were talking, uh, it just sounded amazing. But yeah, like, you know, people like you and her, I'm just like, I love the covers. I love the blurbs. It's the kind of thing that I want to do to catch people's eyes. You know, so like you said, like, I just, I want to read, you know, and when people give me something, that's like a lot of people were like, oh, this summer, like, oh, can you, I'm like, no, I really can't. I'm like, I have, you know, some of your books. I got some of hers. I got some other, like a lot of indie people where I'm like, I have my Kindle ready to go. And I just want to, I just want to read for myself this summer rather than read to review, yeah. um, you know, and just yeah. to, to learn. But yeah, I know that totally makes sense. And I go through periods of that. Um, where I'm just reading like the classic authors, yep. like, like Robin Hobb, one of my oh, favorites, Kate Jefferson, yep. one of my favorites. Oh yeah. So yeah. I'm just sometimes I'm like, oh, I just need like a comfort read, yeah, yeah, or an inspiring read or something like that, and I know they're gonna deliver. So yeah, you gotta you gotta follow your mood. Is usually what I oh for sure. Feel. Yeah, well, it's like um, Clayton Snyder. Like I read his River of Thieves. And I absolutely loved oh, yeah. it. I was so good. <laughs> so good. Um, and then I read his Cold West and Cold West had to be one of it's a Western. It's a Western set in like a science fiction United States with fantasy elements like demons and magic. It, it completely blew my mind. And his he got the genre of the Western theme down so well. And it was it was just so good. Like I I finished it in like two sittings. Um you know, like I was on vacation. I literally told people, I was like, after 10 o'clock, do not talk to me. <laughs> was like, it was so good. And like, you know, it, awesome. has it done super well for him? So I've been trying to get it out there. So I'm hoping that, you know, it like I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, if I get enough money, I'm just going to have him write me a book too, because it was just, it was so good. And there was so much there. And I just, I saw so much potential and I was like, oh man, but yeah, like it, it got my mind whirling, you know, and that's what I think what I love about indie fantasy, like no offense to traditional, like traditional, same thing, but I just feel like more indie artists, you know, like that I've talked to, like, I like to talk to people like yourself and then read your books because I see so many things differently and I learn oh, a lot yeah, more that, that way. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's kind of, I don't know. It's kind of like when people meet us. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. it is. I just, I get a lot more out of it. Like it's happened yeah, to me recently sure. for, you know, for like Rob J Hayes, you know, I read before I interviewed him. Um, so it was different, but a couple people I had read after, you know, I had like Clayton, I read after I had interviewed him and I felt like I understood a lot more things about, yeah, I think it is personality, you know, and their writing style. So I was able to see what they were trying to do more rather. That's so why I wasn't disappointed, you know, with very much, you know, and I was, I just felt like things were enhanced, you know, in terms of the reading. So, yeah, or the sure. character development. So sure. yeah. yeah, it was cool. We talked a little bit about, you know, like why, you know, like the books and things like that, that got you into, you know, this genre of epic fantasy, but was there anything in particular that was really like, oh, I just, I have to write epic fantasy because of this thing. That's an interesting question. Um, well, so I, I talked about how, what got me back into yep, yep. fantasy, right? And it was partly reading Brandon Sanderson that made me think, 
Mm. Well, this is this is so ridiculous because he's so huge, right? He's he's a favorite <laughs> author of so many people. But I read him and I was like, eh, I could I could write something that I would feel more interested right in reading. So because he's I like his world building and he delivers on the plot every time. Right? Yeah, yeah. So he does some fantastic stuff, but. I don't enjoy his language quite as much as some other. Well, he, he tries to simplify it, right? He tries he to tries be, to, yeah, he says exactly. that he's, he's a journeyman. Exactly. He's not trying to, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that, and that's one thing that I really, you know, probably from being in college and studying creative writing, it's like something that I really enjoy um, yeah, yeah. in my books when I can get it. So I think it was partly that, that kind of spawned me to try writing myself. And of course, mm. my early attempts were terrible, right? Like, <laughs> I know <laughs> that's that where everybody starts. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was kind of that, that spurred me back into writing, I think. I feel like that's fair. I met him and then um, I, I was like, oh, he was like, you know, kind of newer after Wheel of Time. And then like, I met him right when The Way of Kings just published. I think it was like, I, I had to like, beg some you know bookstore new new bookstore to order a copy um because they're like oh, okay and i'm like well i'm meeting this guy so i need it and then patrick had just released in the name of the wind so i met brandon sanderson patrick rutherfuss michael j sullivan um brian mccullen wow. um with his first book one like a bunch of other people too i just saw the time hop recently kevin hearn was putting on i love love kevin hearn i drew chronicles I ran a rant and rave about him all the time. Um, probably I love urban fantasy so much, but uh, yeah, it was just, it was very interesting. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I went over it, you know, and Brandon and Patrick both had like, I think it was like their 30th stop in like 15, 16 days. So, so they were really tired. Whereas Kevin, you know, Kevin lives in Colorado and Denver. So he just popped down for like the weekend. Uh, and there was the uh, comic book convention going on too, but yeah, I was like, okay, cool. And then it wasn't until after I read um, Aloe of Law and then one of the other ones I forget. Oh, um, uh, Warbreaker. I loved Warbreaker. I loved Warbreaker. Yeah. Oh, man. It was like, it was, it was totally my type of book. Yeah, it yeah. was totally, like, I want two and three of that so bad. I love the magic system. The characters yeah. were like my kind of characters. Yeah. I love what he did with his sleight of hand and <laughs> things um, with, right? as a storyteller. Yeah. Yeah, it was, if you guys don't know, yeah, spoil you know it, right? Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> I tell people all the time, I'm like, it's, I don't know why it's the least favorite of people, but it's, it was, it was my favorite so far. But yeah, once I read that, I was like, oh my God, I was like, I, I want to meet him again and ask him questions. And of course yeah. the pandemic happened, so <laughs> like, put a stop to yeah. that. But yeah, yeah, I definitely see what you mean though. Like, yeah, if you like prose and uh, you know, he says too, he's like, yeah, you're, you're probably not gonna like my prose if you're a prose person, right. you know, he always says like, go to Patrick, you know, and obviously Patrick is Patrick, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, and he's an excellent teacher too, right? Like I oh, listen to so writing good. excuses. Uh, I love his online I, lectures. There's, yeah. I listen. I've listened to oh, him yeah. probably 15 times each, you know, there's mm -hmm. like, a, you know, the whole course before the pandemic and yeah. that he put on YouTube and yeah, he's just like, oh my God, I'll go back to him. I'm probably about to go back to him again when we go to Michigan next weekend for the drive, you know, cause I can get through you know, almost the whole course again in the eight hours it takes for us to drive. But yeah, it's writing excuses too, especially those first, like, I would say like six seasons where he didn't get too crazy busy were like absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, he's not even on it anymore, really. Is he? Yeah. No, he's just too busy. <laughs> he's got yeah. All, this, yeah. all these different companies and things, but yeah, yeah that's crazy. Killing it on Kickstarter. Yeah. Yeah. Millions yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. I just always think it's so funny with Kickstarter, you know, where I saw where it was like, oh, man, I think it got up to like everybody was making like an extra 
like 10% just because of his Kickstarter. Like, you know, they were oh, on there. Sure. Yeah. I was just like, dang, like, and I know I do that too. You know, when I find something good and if I got the money, I'll be like, oh, okay. And I want to back this one too, you know? So I can only imagine how many people that, you know, he brought to the platform, but. Yeah. I think I heard a statistic about that. It was like 50,000 new people yep. signed up. Yep. Within like, yeah. Within like that. two weeks or something like that. Yeah. It was, it was pretty crazy. Uh, so for that third question there, so you did mention, you know, that you, um, you started, you know, like this newer journey of writing, you know, novels and things and, you know, in 2016. So what is your current number at then? <laughs> Cause I was like, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> so well, how many novels? Yeah. And you have some short stories like, too, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. I won't even count those. I, <laughs> That's fair. Um, so I've published 14. Wow. Okay. That includes novellas though. There's two novellas. Um, and I've unpublished one. So. Oh, okay. That so that's where, first one. okay. So that's where I got 13 from. That's right. Cause I, my friend was like, no, he had 14. And I was like, I'm counting 13. <laughs> I was like, I teach social studies, but I'm pretty sure I know how to count to 13. <laughs> so that actually makes sense. I'll have to tell him I was right. <laughs> technically. Ah, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, about, yeah, like, so I would say, like, starting off that first novel, um, it was my dissertation for oh, okay. my graduate studies. Oh, cool. Um, cause I got a master's in English with a focus in creative writing. Um, and so I, I, I self-published it and mm. it was a great way to learn about a lot of different things. But this is kind of why I emphasize that everything is kind of a, a journey, a development in progress, because I didn't get everything right on that. Mm. <laughs> and that's why. And like my Goodreads ratings were like three and a half stars, which, you know, if for your first book is pretty depressing. right? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I unpublished that, kept pushing on, though, because this is what you, you want to do. Um, but yeah, so I guess since 2016, it's been 14. So an average of what, two, three a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome average. I, we talked about that a lot on here. I don't think people realize, you know, like that's like actually really good average. I mean, a lot of traditional publishers are like averaging 2.5, you know, one in 2.5 years now. So right, yeah. um, especially with everything that's gone on with the market and everything, I, which again, I think really goes to show, you know, that if you can do two or three a year, you know, particularly in indie, like if you are that quick, you know, and you know, have the means to brand and, you know, and things like that, you know, I definitely think that that is a good route for myself. Like that's a good one. Cause I'd like to, you know, save a little bit and then um, rapid release. So I definitely think that yeah. it's nice to have that ability, you know, cause you get to decide what you want to do. It's not fun for all the costs and everything and the time at times, but no, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> I like I'm having the control. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. The yeah, control is good. amazing. Um, because like, yeah, especially these days. Um, and I only have secondhand like knowledge of traditional publishing. Um, but I hear that it's, it's much worse for like entry level and mid-level authors now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so like, if you're, you're going to make more money, you're probably going to be more satisfied. You're going to have your own fate in your hands if you're indie, yeah. um, unless you get a huge deal but that has its own kind of drawbacks potentially. So Yeah, well I mean, you know, like those those huge deals are really far, you know. I know a couple of people recently indie that got pretty, you know pretty decent deals. Um, yeah. you know, very like Andy Ware type numbers, you know, but I feel like that's mm. 
you know, like Kevin J. Anderson used to get these huge royalty checks and, you know, he doesn't get those anymore, you know? So mm-hmm. even he, you know, legendary star Wars author, and you know, um, fantasy too, you know, has switched to hybrid publishing. Um, you know, like he does a lot of traditional things and then with his own press, you know, like, um, you know, like he publishes his own stuff and a lot of people's, um, which was interesting to hear him talk about four years ago on Lindsay Broker's podcast, I think it's like five years ago, actually, about what they look for in terms of indie authors um, or traditional authors who, like there was one lady, I guess they were saying for them that, you know, had like a, published a lot, like 30 books, but she had, he was thinking about bringing her on because her writing was fa- fabulous, but yeah. he f- saw on her Facebook, which he was glad he did right before they signed her, that she said that she doesn't want to do any interviews, like no self help, no, 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 you know, nothing, no self advertising no, anywhere, uh, okay, you know? No, yeah, yeah nothing. And he was like, well, I can't do that. I can't sign you then, you know? So he, they signed somebody else that was like, you know, book three was out, but you know, maybe only had like 10,000, you know, which I think is a lot, you know, like 10,000 followers on Twitter or something like that, you know? And, you know, they had like, you know, maybe a thousand ratings for their three books, you know, where you're thinking, oh, well, they'll definitely take this lady instead. But again, you know, and I've talked to a lot of traditional published authors too, who said the same thing, like Scott, Scott Drayford and I had a, a great interview rise of the mages, um, you know, with Tor. And he's like, well, you know, like they do a lot. He's like, but I also, you know, just to get my book out there. Cause he's like, I'm not a big name yet, like Brandon or whoever. So I have to do a lot of this, you know, on my own to help with what they do, you know? And I think a lot of people have a very false sense of what it's going to be like, you know, being traditionally published. And I'm like, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, like yourself, maybe who, maybe it took them, you know, book three or four, you know, to gain traction, but you know, some people in the indie community, you know, or book talk in particular have gained, you know, more traction, you know, just in a couple of weeks doing stuff than, you know, some traditional. So it's, I, it's, it's interesting how the market I feel like is really shifting. And I feel like traditional authors are particularly the last two years have to pull away, you know, business from, you know, from indie authors or just, you know, try and get people to say, Hey, look over here instead of, you know, over here, particularly with indie fantasy and sci-fi. But Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, you look at like Epic fantasy charts and a lot of them, a lot of the top books are in Kindle unlimited. Yep. Um, Yep. And you know, there's a lot of top ones that are traditionally published, but usually they're the big names, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, but of course, there are always exceptions. There was like, uh, what was it called? The Great? No, something of Kings. It, it came out recently. It's like a sort of murder mystery in an epic fantasy setting. Oh my gosh. I know what you're talking about. Um, uh, oh my gosh. It wasn't. Um, oh my gosh. I know exactly. I just was talking. <laughs> you know what I'm, you can I was just talking. Yeah, I can. Uh, I can't think of what it was, what the title was. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It was very, we were just talking about it on a podcast the other day um, that I did with somebody. I can't believe I'm forgetting. I definitely know what book you're talking about though. Yeah. Well, we'll try and name it if, if it comes back, you know, to us, but um, yeah, that one popped onto the scene and it seems like it's done really well. Yeah. 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 As far as I know, that's traditionally published in his debut as well. So it's definitely still possible. Um, but I think readers are probably more inclined to be like, am I interested in this book? Um, and am I interested in this story rather than looking at, is this from a publisher? Um, I think there's a lot less bias against indies these days, which is great. Yeah. Um, well, people want it now, you know, on Kindle, like, I like that I could just go like, you know, I saw you on TikTok and I, you know, bought book one of the, I can't remember which one it was, but 
let's look it up. But I was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to grab that. And then I saw another one of yours. I was like, oh, that sounds cool. And I looked at the reviews and I really liked the cover and the blurb in particular. If you get me cover and blurb, you got me. <laughs> I just, and I like, I was like, yep. So I grabbed that one, you know, and I liked not having to, I don't know, I guess I like not having to wait, you know? Um, yeah, totally. I, I don't and know. Like taking I, up space too, right? Like I mean, that too. limited yep. space for, for yep. <laughs> if I want to, if I want to stay married, I have to start getting more on Kindle. So like today we went out and like, I did see, um, GR Matthews, you know, rise of empire, uh, the empire, whatever, or seven empires. Um, yeah. so I, I was like, yeah, I definitely want that one on paperback. It's just so cool. And yeah. I really like, uh, him um we're trying to get him on at some point he's very busy with schedule and stuff but um yeah I'm like he just always seems so cool online uh so I was like oh I really like that but I just found out with a I think it was actually Chloe like um who was I was talking to uh, one of my friends on TikTok and she was saying ANCM Quinn said this too where um which I didn't know so I started getting like you know like yearbooks for instance like if I'm gonna get one on paperback I'll also buy the Kindle for like you know five bucks or whatever um, I didn't realize how much more, you know, my friends got on Kindle than they did for a paperback. You would have, th- I would have thought a paperback uh, would be more for sales. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, I'm like shorting my friends on royalties. I was like, that was the opposite of what I was trying to do. So just <laughs> it so. It seems like with the higher price. Yeah. It right? seems like with the higher yeah. price, they would get more, but yeah. you know, and it makes sense that Amazon's eating more of the cost there. Uh, yeah. So like, you know, like I have some friends where I, uh, you know, they were like, Oh, 99 cents. So I was like, okay, I'll do 99 cents. I'll do the page reads. And then if I really liked it, I bought the physical copy. So then, you know, they're getting two. And then I actually buy their physical copy through the local um, indie bookstore in my town. So it's like a two for nice. one special. Um, but yeah, like if it's like a, like, you know, anything under like six bucks on Kindle, I'll buy that. And then if I really like it or like the cover, I'm just, I used to, want to be an illustrator so I went to college at first for for art so I love I love covers so if you like Mark Timoney's covers I just love so I had to buy a physical copy yeah Yeah, and I like the you know I work at a school so they give us the librarian will give me some of those little you know like the little the book whatever where you can set the book in um and it showcases them so I grabbed a couple of those I'm getting new shelves yeah so I'm getting new shelves like the book holders and so I can proudly display my signed ones. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just read recently on TikTok uh, today on um, this lady's like little article where she was like, oh, a thousand books makes you a library. So I was like, oh, I'm definitely a library though. <laughs> <laughs> Not I mean, we're all Kindle. libraries on Kindle, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So. But in person, definitely. <laughs> in person too. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. Uh, with a fourth one. Marriage is on the front. Huh? <laughs> I know, right? it's so funny because every time I bring one home now I'm just like well it's it's funny because my friend speaking of which so my friend one of my really good friends um so him and I've been sharing books so um so I teach history so he's like he's like your house is like the underground railroad of books like we we (laughs) smuggle them in and out (laughs) it's so true because that's like my favorite time period to teach like Harry Tubbins like my favorite historical figure um I know like way too much about her but um yeah it was just funny because like I smuggled him some books the other day and then we smuggled them back and then (laughs) I like gave him like 40 more. He goes, now, well, you just gave me 50 to lend me. He goes, now we can go buy 50 new ones. And I said, well, 
like I think she's gonna know <laughs> he's like not if we just do like one at a time <laughs> right yeah and there was Even like in one the of, car yeah exactly. day, bring in one. well at school like they they at school they know me like so I have a AIS lab so I'm teaching English like reading uh for like one period next year like I did this year so the the math teacher they get all these free books from Scholastic because of this grant we got so she was like do, do you want the rest of these I was like yeah bring me whatever you got so I grabbed like just classroom sets of like so many cool books for you know for my kids and I have a lot of kids from random classes that come in you know because I they, they know me I'm the guy you know like mm-hmm. they'll be like oh come in ask him yeah they're like come in ask him what you want what you like and then he'll give you a good book to go and you know they're not my they're you know they're from school so I don't even have to like ask for them back you know so it was pretty cool this year I probably gave away like almost like 200 books uh, which was pretty neat out of like a school of like 900 kids. So that was that pretty sweet. good. Nice. Yeah, it was cool. I love that. Uh, for that fourth one there. So this is one I'm really interested in. Where should people start when reading your books? Yeah, um, I would say personally, and this might be the recency sort of effect, <laughs> um, but um, the one that's will have just been on the Kickstarter when this comes out, um, The Last Ranger. I personally think that's my best book so far. Mm. Um, my editor says the same thing. So, oh, cool. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, for what that's worth. So, The Last Ranger. It's a it's an epic fantasy, just like pretty much everything I do. Um, taking the trope of the fantasy ranger, like you know Aragorn or kind of Legolas as well, um, and throwing that into a sort of North American colonization sort of situation. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but with um, these creatures called Titans that are kind of rampant throughout the land as well. Um, so Titans are, are, you know, kind of like the Greek classical sense, except for instead of being like um, gods or anything like that, they're like animals, uh, elemental animals. Oh, that's cool. So like a hill tortoise would be, um, you know, a, literally a, a hill that rises out of the ground. Oh, that's was, awesome. Uh, a bit like a tortoise. So yeah, that's kind of the, the shtick for it. Um, it was a lot of fun to write. And uh, yeah, uh, that's probably where I'd start. But uh, another place could be the Legend of Tall series, um, which is definitely my most popular one. Um, and actually, I have that one right here. So yeah, that's the first one, one I grabbed. I yeah. <laughs> it was like, I was reading the blurb in between the cover. I was like, yeah, that's my kind of thing. And then some people, like quite a few people recommended of yours, that one to me first. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's fun, right? It's it's a fun one. It's, I mean, okay, so the, I got to show off the cover again because this yeah, it's is awesome. kind of the one that started it all for me. Um, hmm. Renee Agner is the artist. And he's oh, done perfect. most of my stuff now. Um, can't recommend him highly enough. Uh but yeah, so like that book is the one where my career started to take off mm. um, compared to what it was before. Uh, so yeah, the cover makes a huge difference. And it was, it's yeah, all the sure. cover, right? Like, I mean, the blurb was all right, um, but the cover really, I think, sold that book. Um, but yeah, so I mean, as far as starting places, those would probably be the two I'd recommend. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. Um because I just got paid. <laughs> so I was like, I saved your Kickstarter yes. marks. And then one of my other friends, I was like, oh, I'm CS uh, Radcliffe. Um, so I was just like, oh, I've been waiting and waiting. So I was like, click. <laughs> so I was there very excited. Yeah. Uh, so awesome. yeah, I was like, I was, we were driving last night. So I was like, 
you know, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't do yours. <laughs> I, was like, I was like trying to find a time and we kept like having to drive and we didn't end up stopping for food. So I was just like, oh, it's on my list for today. Uh, but yeah, the cover looks great. It just sounds like a cool book. So I think if anybody needs more than what you just described, this is probably the wrong podcast for them. So they should, <laughs> they should figure it out. But um, yeah, so I, I'm going to actually flip five and six because you just mentioned, you know, yeah, your cover sure. so um, yeah, I, I love your covers. So, um, so did your cover artist do all of them? Did you have a couple of people do, you know, um, you know, a couple here, a couple there? How did you go about that exactly? Yeah, um, again, that's been a process. Um, so my first cover was a, oh, what is that called? 500 Designs? Is that what oh, that yeah, yeah. website was called? I think so, yeah. Um, I know you're talking that about. Was, that was fine. It was, it, was, it was fun. It wasn't exactly what I was looking for because it wasn't like custom illustration. It was more a blend of different um, photorealistic images. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I started there. Then I uh, got covers from Rebecca Teller. Oh, yeah. I think, I think I'm saying, <laughs> sorry, Rebecca, if I'm not saying you last name. Um, but yeah, she, she did a great job. I wasn't, because part of the thing is you as an author have to know what you want and what you need. Yeah, yeah. Um, she knew much better than I what the market was, but I pushed her towards a different direction. <laughs> so um, the covers weren't optimal. And I realized that later. Um, and that's for the famine cycle series. Mm. I still have a couple of hers because I really, I really do like the covers um, for the novellas. I have them still, but yeah. So then I moved, I kind of kept shopping around. Um, one good tip for like getting more affordable artists who are still really, really good um, is trolling like ArtStation. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or what's the other one? DeviantArt. Yep. Yep. Um, so that's where I went. I was checking out those. Um, and actually, I, I didn't get Renee from there. I got lo lots of other options that I was thinking about. But Renee actually came from Michael Slater. Oh, okay. Um, he, his, oh, what is it called? Solace Lost, I think is mm -hmm. the first book in the series. Um, I saw that cover and I was like, ooh, the emotion, like the positioning of her. That looks really good who's your artist? Um, and that's where Renee came up for me. Um, so at that point I was ready to go on the legend of tall series. So I contacted him, roped him in and he was more expensive than I had paid thus far. Right. But you, you gotta pay, you gotta pay once you find the right person. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, as far as the topography though, so far that's been all me. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I don't really, like, I had to learn a lot of it um, as I went. Um, I, I've done some photography as a, a sort of side gig, not, not like a gig, like a hobby. Mm. Um, and so I got some Photoshop skills from there. But yeah, I mean, doing the photography yourself saves um, quite a bit of money. Yeah, um, yeah. But it is a lot of agonizing over it, too, and, and learning, <laughs> so... Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's been fun. It's been fun. You kind of get the things the way you want it to. So uh, I'll do some Sean T. King covers at some point. Oh, I know that feeling. I was just teasing, <laughs> teasing him and Felix the other day. I was like, uh, yeah, I've been saving for, for that for a rainy day. I'm thinking like, so like I was talking to somebody recently. So um, I, I, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, we talk about Sean and, you know, T. King and Felix Ortiz all the time. Um, I yeah, think they're the best yeah. team 
that I've ever That's, seen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in terms oh, of covers. Yeah. Um, and I actually have a Felix Ortiz now. He's going to be the one, he is the one for Ranger. The Ranger of the Titan Wilds is a series um, oh. that starts uh, with the Kickstarter, the last Ranger. Oh. Um, and he's done that cover. And actually, the second cover that looks so good as well. Just got the illustration for that. It's so funny when people, when I'm like, oh, I just love that cover. I'm like, I just love that cover. And then I find out that it's Felix's cover. I'm like, no wonder. Like, he's my favorite. He's like my favorite artist right now. Like, and I tell him all the time on Facebook, I'm like, you're a god. And uh, it was funny because I just mentioned to him, I said, I'm saving up for you to do, like, I really am hoping that, like, I can get like I said, like my historical urban fantasy with the Romans versus zombies, like I would love to, you know, get that to like Athon, Aconite or somebody like that or Titan, but I'm going to put the addendum in there that I want Felix to do my cover. And yeah, you know what I mean? Like, such a good yeah. job. Um, yeah. And like, I Sean, can already like... see the Sean T. King to yep. photography and yep. the slant, hard edge. Yep. Uh, oh man. Save up. Yeah, they're amazing. I want to have them on actually. I'm, I'm saving, um, um, a couple episodes because I'm hoping I can have them both on at the same time I just oh, nice. so many yeah. things that I would love to ask them so I'm hoping that we can find you know a, a good time at some point but yeah and like I'd love to know how they collaborate right like, yeah no so totally to me. yep because I was like yeah I was like oh it'd be cool to interview them separately and I was like why would I do that I was like together just sounds so much better like I feel like mm-hmm. that would be such a good episode and yeah, I loved listening to Felix talk about his um, process on Wizards Wars and words. Like I, I told him I was like, they need to have you on more often. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, I'm busy. I'm like, no, I get it. You guys are just bust out amazing cover after amazing cover, and yeah. It's, I mean, he can crazy. just draw while he talks, right? I mean, <laughs> he's so quick, man. That's like Dirk Ashton was like, Felix, like you're so fast. He's like, I wish I was that fast with writing a book. I'm, and I'm like, yeah. yeah, me too. Like he'll bust out, you know, an amazing piece, like piece of art and like you know, like three and a half, four hours. And it just like, it crushes everybody. I said, I said him at one point on Facebook, I was like, I want to be as good at writing one day as you are at art where I could just like do that. <laughs> it's not right now. It's true. But... <laughs> we could praise him all day. Good oh man. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, so for that uh, question that we're gonna go back to, I'm really interested in this one. Um, this was the one that a fan sent me. Uh, do you have a favorite character or a book that you have written? Yeah. I mean, those are probably two different answers. Yeah, um, yeah, I assume, yeah. You know, because like some books, so so for my favorite book, I don't know, well, it's partly due to the recency again. Um, probably The Last Ranger. Um, I just love when things tie up ni- so nicely. That's fair, right? yeah. Um, but as far as favorite character, it's probably from that Legend of Tall series, the main character, and the one that's in the, the title, Tall Herrenfell. Um, he is an interesting one because, so, okay, so I'll, I'll talk about how I kind of came up with him, where oh, the perfect. seed for the story and for him, because they're kind of tied together, came from. And it was just like going to bed one day. Um, I was thinking about Name of the Wind, as you do mm. often, yeah, right? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, well, so Name of the Wind, you're kind of discovering his story as you go along with it, right? It's kind of more of a coming of age and building of his legend in real time. You got to watch it develop. What if we had a character that already had all of his stories behind him, but then gets roped into more? Mm. Um, Little did I realize that this is definitely a trope, right? This is like the retired hero yeah. that's roped back into things. 
I stumbled upon that luckily because uh, people like that apparently. No, yeah, um, yeah. I'm too so old yeah, for this. What's that? Uh, I was just thinking of Danny Glover from Lethal Weapon. Like, I'm too old for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all over. Right. Any, um, oh, what is the actor's name? Oh, I can't think of it. He's like the the most famous Western actor. Oh, John Wayne? You know, uh, oh, sorry. Oh, um, the most recent one, I oh, guess. Oh, um, why am I blanking? Jeff Bridges? No, oh, no, no, I'm on Clint Eastwood. Yes, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> can't think of his name yeah yeah it's like Clint Eastwood every movie he's in that's everyone he plays right Grand Torino yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah uh, that's kind of where the seed came from and so I had a lot of fun kind of being like okay so what are some interesting things that are like entirely ridiculous that I could throw into this guy's backstory and you know like what kind of character would be like this so yeah I mean, it, it was just a ton of fun to to develop him he's got a sense of humor you know um but also like a dark past kind of thing so yeah it was a lot of fun people seem to enjoy him too yeah like i said that's the the one that you know people had referred me to the most so i was like oh what about these like no 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 you go here first <laughs> so, <laughs> i was like all right like you guys like, you guys have read him so i was like oh you know i trust you so yeah so i'm like really excited about that one i'm really interested to hear your experience with kickstarter so yeah, what has experience been so far? Yeah, so as of this recording, I'm still like going into it. I'm in oh, waiting. perfect. Um, but so, but by the time this comes out, it will be done. So you will see how how well everything turned out. <laughs> um, it's been good. It's been really interesting to learn, and there's a lot to learn. Um, and it's been a lot of work, right? Uh, there's a lot of thing, like different pieces you have to pull together and write out um, and different images. Uh, but I think all of it uh, will be worth it, I hope. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess one place to start is there's an awesome community around it. Oh, for sure. Um, I think because there's a lot of excitement right now because Brandon came in and then there's been so many big indie ones as well. Yeah, yep. Um, AC Cobble recently raised yeah, 60,000 yeah. plus, um, which I backed that as well, because it looks awesome. Uh, and who else? Will White did a huge yep. one of six figures, I think. Yeah, his was his was yeah. crazy, uh, crazy. Yeah, so uh, I think there's a lot of excitement. Um, there's a couple good Facebook groups that I'd write if, if people are oh, interested cool. and want to check out. Um, more uh, I think it's experienced fantasy authors for Kickstarter something like that um, Anthea Sharp uh, is one person to contact about oh, cool if you want to get into them and Kickstarter for fantasy authors I think is another one. Oh, cool um, I'll have to check I'll check those out I'll put them um, in the description for people sweet yeah awesome yeah I want to so, check those out myself so yeah I, I would definitely recommend it I mean people are super friendly uh, for example I posted in one of those groups uh, the link, the preview link to my campaign, and just instantly, tons of people commented and you know mm. gave me great feedback. Um, so yeah, the community has been awesome. People like oh, cool. you know mentioning each other campaigns to yeah. their readers. Yeah, so cool. that part's been amazing. Um, doesn't feel as lonely as other publications. <laughs> do. And yeah, I've just generally been less stressed, I guess. Mm. Um, just because oh, it's good. all it's all new so i'm like yeah if it flops it's my first time doing it so yeah yeah, yeah. 
No, that's fair. Well, that's super cool. I'm actually really anxious to uh, check in with you, you know, later on like this fall or something like that, you know, to see, you know, what your process was, what you learned. I've had quite a few people with the Kickstarters recently who, you know, have come on and, you know, in various stages. So that's definitely something that I'm trying to also put a panel together. So I was hoping to at some point, you know, get like you, Dirk, uh, Ashton. Um, yeah. I got a couple other people, you know, that have done them. Um, I just thought it'd be interesting to, you know, to just kind of see where different people are at. What were some of the common things you guys thought were, you know, maybe mistakes, but especially things you guys did really well. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's still such a new thing, you know, where yeah. it's like, it's really hard to figure out what's going to be successful and what's not. I know a lot of people with graphic novels that have done really well recently. So I'm going to ask them a little bit for indie artists, August. Uh, so I'm hoping to, uh, you know, kind of put that together after and kind of keep a Kickstarter theme going, but yeah, it'll nice. be, be really interesting. But so yours, yeah. so yours isn't live yet as of um, today, but it will be by the time uh, we publish this. So that's, right. that's good yeah. to know. Right okay. now, uh, yeah, and I can walk through a little bit of what's like the stages that I'm at, at least right now. Um, so it's in pre-launch. Oh, cool. Before you actually launch your campaign, you can have like a pre-launch uh, oh, okay. page. And that's where you can send people to follow your Kickstarter. Oh, cool. um, and once they follow, they'll get the notification when it goes live, um, mm. which if you can fund quickly, I hear it's really valuable, um, kind of show people that there's, oh, there's other people interested in this yeah. and maybe uh, show Kickstarter as well, that this should be a project that they love. You get kind of a designation and a little mm. more traffic from them. Oh, so cool. yeah, I've been trying to drive traffic to my pre-launch page um, and get that follower count up uh, partly through doing ads on Facebook to, to build an email newsletter um, just for Kickstarter, because I have another one, but I kind of figure it's a different audience, right? Mm -hmm. um, so doing that and in the swaps from other fellow Kickstarter authors has been really valuable too. You can kind of see cool. a bump every single time somebody shares. Oh, it. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, which super grateful for, you know, like these people are really generous. Um, Ramon Terrell, you know, mm. Tom Carpenter, Oh, okay. uh, Anthea Sharp has been organizing these groups and yeah, just a ton of other people. Um, and I've kind of, I've been modeling after those ones that have been successful, right? Mm, um, but are closer to my level yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. as an author. So like um, AC Cobble is kind of like my <laughs> stretch goal, you know? Like, I'm not even going to look at Will White, right? Like, he can <laughs> do whatever fair. he wants, and, and it'll probably be Will, Will, Will is the Brandon Sanderson of the indie yeah. Um, yeah, right? fantasy yeah. community. So, yeah, it's like, <laughs> which is funny because he's so nice. He's like, indie author who can hit number one in the Kindle. Yeah, story, yeah. You know? Yeah, no, totally. It's, yeah. Shot otherwise. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Well deserved, by the way. Oh, I for sure, for sure. Cradle and oh my gosh, it's so oh, inventive. I'm on book four right now, like this oh, week. Nice. I'm just like, I just keep scratching my head. I'm just like, how on earth did you did you do this? Like, he just he does so much, and you know, like the books aren't even that long, but he just does so oh, much yeah. in them. It's like, yeah, like yeah. I I just felt so much for the characters. I'm like, I felt more for them in like a 270 page book than I did for some people in like a you know, an entire series. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's mm -hmm. definitely definitely well deserved. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I've been modeling more after Robert Zangari's um, mm. 
campaign, his most recent one, but also his first one. So he oh, okay. has, oh, I can't remember the name of the series, but the first book is A Prince's Errand. Um, and he, I think kind of, well, let's see. So he published on Amazon first, but then he did a Kickstarter, I think for the audiobook for A Prince's oh, Errand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He I totally forgot this about that. for Brandon Sanderson, I think. Yep, um, yep. But then he did one post Brandon Sanderson, did a 20,000K um, stint. So yeah, I mean, he's done amazing on Kickstarter. Uh, and I kind of wanted to model after that, like, oh, that that's kind of maybe the upper level of what I could achieve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. Um, so yeah, just having like some model campaigns, I think is really valuable. Just I, I think that's great advice. Decisions. Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that. It's funny. Every time I, you know, ask me about the Kickstarter, they mentioned something else that's just so valuable for people to know. And I didn't realize that you guys could, you know, could, could, you know, just really like share each other's, um, you know, in different places like that. I think that is a great boost. I mean, that's all we ever do for each other, right. It's just to try to, you know, go back and forth. Um, so that's, that's great. I actually didn't know that you could do that. Uh, so I do like that, but yeah, I think it's, I think a, a good model for your level, makes sense because i think a lot of people they try to so cs radcliffe Corey recently just did this on tiktok where um where he did do that where um he just did like 500 bucks to cover you know his cost for like cover editing and stuff like that yeah uh, so i thought that was like so smart and it went like you know i like gave like 20 bucks or something like that um you know and it, it like filled up within like four days or something like that and i was like that's such yeah. a good idea you know like I just feel like so many people, you know, like, yeah, can I just get a couple bucks here and there? And then we'll give you this, this, and that. And he's got some like really cool bracelets that um, he came up with a particular name that he like they use as like a, like a focus for the magic at the magic school in his book. Oh. So they look, yeah, they look amazing. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm not that crafty, but um, so yeah, they're really cool. So I was like, oh, I think, I think I got that level. So I was like, oh, I can't wait to wear mine. <laughs> like, it was really neat. <laughs> and he, he like actually made it look like where it's like a dragon skin. Uh, with the leather Whoa. yeah I mean it it's looks amazing really oh man he's really good and it's got like a little eye so it actually looks like a dragon like looking at you it was really cool but yeah that's that's really neat but I definitely think that is a great advice is to find one you know where you could you know model yourself after but yeah, yeah and actually on that I would advise that for any kind of publishing so if that's, that's on fair. Amazon too you know yeah that's fair um, you can't look at Brandon Sanderson and try and do what he's doing <laughs> or will <laughs> or will or really AC Cobble either um for that yeah matter. he's he's put in a lot of work man I just you know not that other people have it but I've just I've seen him from you know like I said like book one and you know Garrett Robinson too I mean these guys were just mm -hmm. you know um anything that was anything that anybody was trying at that time you know they were just getting into it and going hard and I just love seeing people like that you know be successful yeah. and Will's another one you know I just love people like that they're successful you know where they're they're always it's like Felix and Sean like I talk to them all the time on Facebook and I feel like I'm a nobody and they always act like I'm Brandon Sanderson himself, you know, asking a question or whatever. And you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. that's what I like about the indie community though. It's yeah. like, no offense. You know, I think other communities, you know, you see snobs and things, but ours is pretty much just, you know, people helping each other out. So I don't think people have much of an ego for the most part. I don't think they last long if they do, you know, like <laughs> Maybe that's it. Yeah. Poor, poor Sarah Chorn, you know, like has people message her who have an ego and, you know, 
like yes. you you mess yes. with Sarah and it's like none of us will talk to you you know and or buy your book you know and I had a couple of people that said something to me and you know then I had a mutual friend before I was like Facebook friends with Sarah and I was like um yeah what happened and then my, I, you know they sent me like this or that and they told me I was like oh no I was like nope nope <laughs> don't want no don't want you on my podcast so I was like nope like you kind of kind of screwed yourself by, you know being mean yeah. to somebody for no reason so I I do like that I feel like that people take care of each other you know and help each other out it's just that's like somebody asked me the other day like why do you do this all the time I'm like I love talking to people I was like I love when you know seeing somebody like Jeff get 600 you know 20 downloads in the last couple of months with us you know where yeah. hopefully that many you know even like even like one fourth of them are going to buy a book and you know he's got great products like everybody else so it's just you know one of these days I can't wake up and can't wait to wake up and all of a sudden you know like keep pushing you know downloads and stuff and wake up where it's like a thousand in a day you know like somebody yeah. gets like a thousand I'll be like yes like you know I've done it I've helped to sell a couple of books you know at least hopefully <laughs> like but yeah it's it's cool yeah but yeah it's, it's it's great to know that the kickstarter you know that people you know help each other out there too so I don't think a lot I didn't know that so I don't think a lot of people do so I think that's that's really good but yeah, yeah. I'm definitely gonna be thinking about what you said in terms of you know modeling campaigns I think people should model book launches that way too you know like yeah. Yeah. you know you're probably not going to sell a thousand with like I, my goal is to sell within the first um oh you know like four months uh for one of my book ones like um 200 copies and to get like 50 reviews mm-hmm. uh which uh, you know is usually more than people sell in the entire lifetime of a book on kindle so you know if i sell more than that or get more reviews like that's fine but that's like that's my goal i yeah. think that's a yeah. very you know I'm, I'm a salesman my whole family has been for you know my entire life and I feel like, you know, I like what I do and like what I write. So I feel like that's easy, but I think that's just such great advice that you gave that I think not just for Kickstarter, but, you know, for, for any launch or, you know, anything. And, you know, like a lot of people talked about levels, you know, Um, like Jeffrey Haskell talked about levels a lot when I interviewed him, you know, like this is my level. This is my goal. Once I got to that one, you know, I moved up. Will White talks a lot about, you know, about that a lot too. So I think that makes total sense. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's like some self-help books about, levels and stuff like that too I don't know if that's what people are drawing from maybe yeah yeah yeah, I mean it just it things people can get away from with things at different levels right Um, (laughs) Brandon can get away with a lot at this point so (laughs) I mean right you didn't even say what those books were about before yeah and people are just like I want them (laughs) like 250 bucks yes please yeah but yeah um and especially, and I think recency is another thing too, mm. uh, when you're looking at your models. Oh, for uh, sure. If you're just breaking in, you don't want to look at somebody who's been around. You probably don't want to look at me for one thing, because I've been around since 2016. Yeah, so yeah, to- totally different market. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, you want to look at somebody who just broke in and is doing pretty well that you feel like you can hopefully attain as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think modeling, I do... I model everything that I do. So <laughs> I think it's really valuable. You know, I think that's great advice. I, you know, my friend said the other day, he's like, I think four, four to six months, you know, six months out is, is too, you know, too far to model your launch or whatever after somebody. I'm oh, like, yeah, sure. I said that that makes total sense. Cause you think about, you know, during the pandemic, even right after the, you know, the pandemic, like when we were getting back to everything, I still feel like, you know, like you still had Twitter that the writing community was still able, you know, the algorithms was still going you know, book talk, theirs also on TikTok was, you know, still way bigger than it was now. Now it's like, you have to go into these, 
divergent paths or, you know, creeks or inlets versus just a massive river of stuff. Um, you know, I feel like you have to find your niche more now. So I feel like even six months ago was far different than it is right now. Even, yeah. you know, even four months ago, um, you know, Instagram two you know, two years ago, a year and a half ago was still popping. And now I hear everybody say it's, it's dried up like Twitter. So I just, you know, I think like Facebook, I'll try and, you know, do hashtags or stuff. I swear nobody sees them, but my friends list, you know, and, um, you know, it, years ago, it used to be like all random people, you know, would post stuff. Um, I pretty much just stay there, you know, for people like yourself just to connect and, you know, to be able to share things be like, oh, Same. you know, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? It's just it's like our water cooler. That's what Twitter is for me. It's not really a yep. place to go fishing for new readers, but I feel like TikTok is kind of like taking over. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I do. I think it's cool that a lot of people have found organic reach on TikTok. I, I don't think I really, like, I, I've been hard, trying man. to do some TikTok stuff, but I'm not right for it. I don't think, um, it's fun. I def- I still scroll, you know, mindlessly for 30 minutes and yeah. like, it. well, I still think, you know, I don't know. I just, I still, I, you know, I use TikTok to get, you know, get people like yourself on here and, um, you know, to network and stuff. I just, I still think like I'm an old school person in a lot of ways. Like I think I would rather, I would rather go to a convention, you know, and have my booth and for a day, try to sell books. Sure. You know what I mean? Or get people to go to my site. I just, I personally think that, you know, that's just, I don't know. I just like, like this still works though. Yeah. For some people. I've met a lot of people where it's like, you know, they, you know, Chris, Christopher, you know, G Brenning, you know, he sells quite a, quite a few, you know, he'll take 50 copies, hundred copies and, you know, sell out of them a day. Not that, you know, it's massive because you, you know, you can only go to so many, but, you know, I, I do think that, you know, like if you could do that in, you know, two years and still, you know, get to like meet 2000 people, that's a good base for a 10, you know, a lot of these authors that do pretty well, you are like a 10 K audience on Twitter. Um, you know, if you get 10 K to buy your books each time, like, you know, you're going to be doing pretty successful consistently. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I just think that, you know, and then if you can get a few more of them to do those extra things that you do, you know, I just think, I think a lot of people think that they're going to be like 30 K every time. And it's like, it's like even somebody like, you know, I don't know. I was just looking at somebody the other day. It wasn't Kevin Hearn, but somebody like him, you know, like of his caliber. And I was kind of surprised that they only have like, you know, 11,000 followers on Twitter um you know with how many like what they you know sold them books and stuff so one of my friends and I we were talking we're like actually that math adds up quite a bit you know if you have a you know ten dollar paperback or a you know six dollar kindle it's like well if they're you know you want those readers to consistently stay with you obviously so um you know for your you know like where are you building your audience but I just think a lot of people think like oh I'm gonna get like 50,000 followers but it's like well but are they all gonna buy your book you know like you could probably do yeah like you could probably do pretty well you know, with the people that do help you out, you know, consistently, even if it's like 5,000, let's say versus the 50,000, you know, and I just think that, you know, a lot of people don't think about it that way. And I think that, you know, that again, they have to kind of go with realistic expectations, you know, in terms of, you know, building a newsletter. I still think a newsletter is still, you know, I get a lot of people share stuff and um, there are some people that I pay attention to more than others. Like I'll be honest, but those people I do pay attention to, like I really pay attention to their newsletters, the ones that I really like the content. I like how consistently they send them to me. That's another thing I try to model things after for the future. Um, But yeah, I still think some of those old school things like newsletters and just showing up and, you know, doing interviews and stuff uh, Mm -hmm. work better than 
TikTok sometimes, but I know a couple of <laughs> people recently that just blew up. So I'm just like, oh man, like, you know, like one of the ladies I know I'm trying to get around here is like, she has got like 400,000 likes, um, like likes, not views, likes. Wow. Um, and then her sales, I mean, she, for her third book just went up, um, third book, second series. Um, it was like a book one. And I mean, she just like her sales skyrocketed. Like she probably sold, I think my friend said, cause she didn't release the numbers, but I think he talked to her and said that she sold like something like, I think like last week was 10,000 copies. I think now it's like 15,000. Um, you know what I mean? So like yeah. now she like within like three weeks, she's gone from, Oh, nobody bought my book. And I had just shared a video of hers the day before where nobody was like buying. And I felt bad. And I was like, why don't you come on? I was like, we'll try and help generate some stuff. And then all of a sudden, three days later, she don't need me no more. <laughs> like, <laughs> bam. And she's like, oh, I think I might go full time. And I'm just like, wow. But, you know, I still do think like, no offense to people, but like, realistically, I still don't think that's, I still think you have to go through the grind. You know, like you were mentioning earlier, you know, there are things you have to learn. I just think you need to, to write books. My goal is to write as many books as I can with as high of quality as possible within the next five years. And in five years, I'm going to look back and think, okay, maybe then I can go full time, um, you know, versus like, it just probably isn't going to happen for book one, you know? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. But, I would, for most people, that's right. Really. Like, how could that happen for most people? Right. Um, yeah. It took me. I don't know, seven books, eight books, I guess. That I think that's point. very realistic. Yeah. Like that's the average. That's honestly the average is like, honestly, when I looked, it was like eight or nine was the average for most people where they, you know, could go full time or, or when, really when they even just started making a profit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I just think that, you know, I, you know, it's, and I think, I think, you know, there were a couple of people I interviewed pretty early on and they said, you know, like, like Mark Timney was one who's like, if you do this for the money, like this is, you know, indie publishing is probably not for you. Uh, but if you really enjoy the people that you work with or get to, you know, hang out with and, you know, get to enjoy your readers and this and that, he's like, I do think this is for you. So the I definitely think it's some first. Yeah. Think, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, I totally and, agree. And it's hard work. I mean, you, you, I think most people want their books to make money, Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. It, but also to have it be read, maybe yeah. equally important. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if you're here for the money, I mean, <laughs> this is not the industry for you, right? Yeah, yeah, I just think it's hard too, a traditional publishing today too. But yeah, it gets interesting after a while. But yeah, it, it is fun though. I mean, I'm I'm already really excited for, you know, for January's like, you know, we have a baby and um, then it's like, you know, I have book, you know, pre-release, pre-launch stuff starting, uh, which is going to be exciting. So I'm excited to finally- finally be in the community rather than just be looking from the outside i can be like yeah read my crappy book <laughs> like, uh, begging for reviews you know like but I'm, I'm excited to to go through the slog so you know i meet people like you where it's like oh yeah that's really cool like that's you know what i could get to and i feel like that's anything else in life you know where you just just got to do the work so anxious well, people to at least know your name and and like you before you actually publish you know which is you know, better than what most of us do yeah you know it, i uh, an unintended consequence of doing this podcast which i thought was funny is i've had a lot more traffic on my website recently and by a lot i, I mean see. i've had like 20 you know i don't really have, i have a few things up there um so like my short story being the i'm really just doing the anthology just so i can get something out there and then I'm doing Kindle Bella this summer because I'm trying, like, there are a few things I'm just like, oh, that would be cool as a short story, but not as a book. Um, you know, so I would like to put on Kindle Bella so I can just point to some things. 
you know, just as like an appetizer or sampler for people, um, you know, to kind of go for, uh, you know, before my other stuff comes out, but it was pretty cool, you know, to have people like approach me recently, you know, about just different stuff. So I was like, Oh, that's really neat. You know? So yeah, can't, can't, definitely can't wait yeah. to actually get stuff out there and, you know, have interaction. I like having interactions with people. It's like, I'm a people person. So, <laughs> so I like yeah, interviewing people yeah. and chit chatting. So, uh, so for that, people in this community are great, oh, right. You know, so so, so awesome yeah. i just my, my wife she's like oh you just like interviewing people she's like you just you just like making friends <laughs> i'm like there's no right there's not a lot of people that write fantasy and science fiction in my hometown like where, where we're at or my hometown so both of the places where you know like i stay for the summer and then you know i live you know during yeah. the year it's like you know it's hard man like you know i met a couple people that are about an hour from me um uh recently um so i'm like really excited so we, you know we're like oh we're gonna go to this convention or this comic-con or something like that together but you know we have to meet up to go do those things you know right. there's nobody in my town where i try to get people all the time that are interested i'm like oh i'll help you write just to start a writing group but nobody wants to because uh, <laughs> i want to do one in person but yeah and there's one in sure, uh, yeah. where i used to work like this gaming bar but um my friend is like yeah it's a lot of horror and a lot of fiction he's like you're probably gonna be by yourself i was just like Okay, so I'm already by myself in person, so I might as well just keep doing it online with people that I actually like. So, right. <laughs> a little bit that different. That is the but... struggle, isn't it? Like all the people we want to connect with are scattered across. The oh, for sure. US. Yeah, I got so many but friends. Yeah, I got so many friends in California, like writing friends, like the UK especially and Australia. Like I don't know what's up with me and people from the British Empire, you know, but we get along really well. Um, <laughs> But particularly UK, like I have a lot of friends in you know, Australia and UK, but yeah, I'm always just like, like I told Mark, I was like, if you're ever in the United States, he's like, oh, if you're ever in Australia, I was like, we could meet halfway, you know, <laughs> and we were like, I was teasing, I was like, halfway, like India, <laughs> you know, and we were joking about like, you know, um, doing different adventures and stuff, like writing adventures. Uh, he, he was like, it could be like romancing the stone, but like a, like a, like a bro, bromancing the stone. <laughs> and I was like, that sounds fun. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so for that last one there, so um, so you got your Kickstarter. Do you have any other news, updates, promos, current projects, uh, uh, the current status of your Kickstarter that you'd like to share with us? We went over it a little bit. Yeah, so um, I guess I'll start with the Kickstarter stuff. Perfect. If this one goes well, I kind of plan on doing the whole series. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Um, and I haven't really talked about that too much. So, you know, it's a it's our sacred, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would love for if this was part of the indie authors model to kind of do some of this sort of early fundraising. Oh, for sure. Um, for your and do some special stuff for your fans, and then kind of move on to the Amazon retail platforms. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my my first plan. Other than that, I'm like finishing my Legend of Tall series. Uh, oh, that's year. awesome. Yeah, so that'll be fun to have that series complete. Um, but yeah, there, there might be more in the world. We'll see. <laughs> then all you Game of Thrones people can read it because <laughs> it'll right, be Right, yeah, yeah, all those people. I, I, I don't know if the statistics is real, but I've heard like about half of people are sort of that way. They only I, I've heard of that recently as well. I don't know where that statistic's been going around, but I'm, I'm curious to see if it's, if it's, uh, you know, if it's true, so. Yeah, I know. Hopefully, right? Because that means half the readership is still yeah. waiting, right? Yeah, no, amen so, to that. Yeah, so that's pretty much what I got going on. Cool. Well, I'm really excited to, you know, to, you know, check out the Kickstarter. 
um, definitely back in that one. Um, I absolutely love the cover and it just sounded awesome. <laughs> just anytime someone uses the word Titan, I'm like, I'm there. Um, <laughs> if I, I'm addicted to Rangers, like Paladin and Rangers are my thing. And um, yeah, I just, they're, they're my favorites and I'll never get over them probably because of Aragorn, you know, he's kind of a Ranger slash Paladin, you know, yeah. in terms of he's got that sword and the bow, you know, so I feel like he's a multi-class, uh, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Going to D&D &D here. Yeah. Yeah. My friend said that he was, my friend was like, you, you, he got so mad at me our last game. He's like, he's a ranger. He's a ranger. And then we were talking, he goes, hey, I get home. He goes, son of a gun. I go, what? He's like, I think you're right. <laughs> goes, I think you're totally right. So I laughed so hard, but yeah, that's really, that's really exciting. Well, I hope it does really well. If there's something, you know, I can do to help you out to, tag me. People are always afraid to tag me. I'm like, I just see so many things. It's just so much easier. Uh, tag me. I'll share it, you know, everywhere that we got. Um, Thank you. I think, that. yeah, for sure. I'm thinking about doing, I did one for my friend, Alan Silverwood um, for his um, comic book um, uh, SPI is among us. Um, so I'm thinking of whenever I do a black a Kickstarter now, I think what I'll do is I'll actually do another quick video. It's like just a few minutes, you know, and then we'll put it on the YouTube channel and stuff like that. So cool um definitely do that um but yeah that's that's super exciting i hope that you know goes well for you um you know we'll definitely have to have you back for the legend of tom when you finish that up and uh get that out there too i'll be you know having read at least the first one by then so that'll be super exciting i love to pick your brain after that so, uh, so if i never hear from you I'll, I'll assume you didn't like the book then. <laughs> <laughs> i highly doubt that because my friends that um that really know me have you know really been pushing book one on me so I feel like, I feel like we'll be okay. Um, they're like, yeah, this is your kind of writing. So uh, my friend said that you and I have very similar styles. So I'm anxious to see if that's true. And um, yeah, so I'm like you and Mark Timoney both are like on my high priority list because of people that have read my stuff and have read your guys' stuff. So I'm really anxious to see and, you know, to learn, you know, what you guys have done. And obviously people have really loved your characters. I've gotten uh, a lot of feedback on those and I love character development and characterization. That's what oh, yeah. means the most to me. So oh, yeah, I'm like so fun, right? anxious to, to get to that one, especially with Tal. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, if there's anything else I can do for you, just let me know. Uh, audience, do not forget to check out his uh, websites and socials in the description. Okay. Say this every time, but make sure you guys are clicking on. It's not enough to, you know, just to listen, like make sure you're going there and checking them out and you're going to want to check out his books um, I got Legend of Tal. I grabbed like three others. I don't remember what it was now. Um, I was just like, oh, I, I wanted to grab everything at once because it just looked and sounded so awesome. And I was like, I'm going to get in trouble, even though they're all on Kindle. Um, so I, was like, <laughs> I should probably address that. I get made fun of a lot because I, I have concurrently usually three different series that I'm writing in at a oh, time. Cool. Um, it, it's partly because I, I suspect I'm slightly ADD. Um, <laughs> And I can't really stay on the same story for very I know long. that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so yeah, uh, <laughs> there's there's quite a few series. They're all disconnected, of course. Um, but you know, if if you like the sound of one, I'm sure it'll be fine. You know, just don't do my mistake. Just buy them all at once, and you don't have to worry about it. You can just go one right after another. <laughs> i also have a graphic on my website if you if you kind of get like, like oh, where do i cool. start right it's oh, at, i think awesome. it's at the end of my book um descriptions oh that's cool yeah oh that's super cool 
Well, I'm really looking forward to, um, you know, Religion of Tal and, you know, book one. And uh, that's one of the ones I will be reviewing for myself, um, you know, on my reader list for the summer. So I'm doing like a, a summer reading list um, and then putting nice. all those up. So when I get that, um, I'll actually send that to you ahead of time. I like the authors to just get a heads up on, you know, just certain things. Uh, in case maybe every once in a while something, you know, maybe we misconstrued something as a reader audience. So uh, I'd like to do that, you know, because I'm doing them to try and help people out. Um, they're spoiler free, of course. I hate when people spoil things. So, but I will, I know, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will definitely be uh, letting you know ahead of time. I'll send it to you and you can take a look at it. Probably about 15, 20 minutes long. And Sounds yeah, we'll get it going. Uh, all right, guys. So thank you so much again for coming on and make sure everybody goes and buys all of JD's books here. That way, you know, he can keep coming back and we can keep chatting about them. So. Oh, sorry. I thought I almost lost you. <laughs> Mine, oh. cut out. Mine cut out for a minute. I was like, oh man, we're almost done. Uh, but thank you so much again for coming on, my friend. And uh, I really look forward to, like I said, back in that Kickstarter, I'll be putting up a short video about that. And, you know, like if there's anything else I can do, let me know. But on that, I hope you guys have a good rest of the night and I'll talk to you on, you know, TikTok or Twitter, my friend. Have a good one. Thank you.